Hello, it's Tardy to the Party. Who's Bill? I am Daniel. We can have a couple of days first. Here's in here. This is the first time we're at. This time, Bill picks something that he adores. I never seen it before. Yeah. It's the return of the Living Dead. If I were smart, this... I would have set up a little stage play for us at the start where we would be in our little jalopy car and we're driving around and we see, we see a cemetery. We're like, oh, what's that over there? I've never been to no cemetery before. Let's go and talk about it. Let's have a podcast in the cemetery. Mm-hmm. But very spoopy in there. Yeah. It's so spoopy. It's not really that spoopy. No, it's not spoopy at all. <laughs> it's I not mean, spoopy. It is pretty violent. It's pretty fucked up. Yeah, not that bad. Yeah, it's not, but yeah, there's gorier movies out there. For, for the 80s, I, I was expecting a little bit more, but yeah. That's the thing. Like, yeah, expectations. Like, to me, I still consider this to be a pretty violent movie. But that's only mm-hmm. because I grew up with this. And this was actually probably one of those violent movies I grew up with as a kid. Um, well, the, I was like 11 years old when I first saw it, so of course it was one of the most violent movies I ever saw as a kid, because, like, it's, yeah. I was used to, like, the Empire Strikes Back. Uh, mm-hmm. so what did you choose? Wait, this, what, did I- what did I choose? What did I do here? Right, this is already going to be that kind of episode. What did I choose? Did we even mention what we're talking about? I said Return of the Living Return Dead. Return of the Living Dead, 1985's essential, uh, never-ending zombie classic. Never-ending. Oh, my God. Produced by the guy who wrote Alien, Dan O'Bannon, written and directed by that guy. Dan O'Bannon. Dan O'Bannon. He likes the yogurt. Yeah. Uh, I, wait, no, that's Dannon. What the hell am I talking about? <laughs> anyway, know, here we turn to Living Dead. Uh, this is my choice this week. Even though this is something I grew up and lived with, uh, I figured I'd take advantage of our new slightly reconstituted formula for the podcast where instead of always talking about things we've never seen before occasionally we treat ourselves to something that we do love and have seen before and uh, considering that i accidentally burned off one of my uh uh choices this month by accidentally uh, letting us skip an episode at the beginning of the month i forgot to treat myself by saying fuck it uh one of the episodes we're going to talk about this month is going to be something that i love and that is return of the living dead it's probably it's probably tied with Dawn of the Dead as being my favorite zombie f- uh, film. Uh, what's mm-hmm. your experience with zombie movies? Um, I realized uh, about, I don't know, a couple years ago, I don't care about zombies. <laughs> Which is, you know what, in this... <laughs> like, during the zombie renaissance, it was like, zombies are so cool, uh... I kind of felt like, oh no, I like zombies too, they're cool, and then I was like, wait a second. One of zombies suck ass. One of the worst. <laughs> no, it's, they're not. They're not that interesting. It's it's all in the special effects. I like the yeah. special effects of them. Like I really like the behind the scenes stuff. But once you actually stick them in a movie and I have to watch that movie, I'm like, eh. I hate to say it, but zombie fans can be some of the worst horror fans out there. Because zombie mm-hmm. fans tend to overlap with weird libertarian and prepper people enough that like mm. <laughs> also just like. The weird tribalism in, in the horror fandoms can get weird. With different personality types, ty- different personality types tend to gravitate towards different kinds of films and stuff like that. But yeah, there's something definitely weird about like gun-loving zombie nerds, like people who love The Walking Dead who are like, "Oh yeah, I love the." And ah, fuck, fuck The Walking Dead. <laughs> I don't. Maybe the well, comics yeah. good. I've tried to read the comic, the TV show. When I've seen that's the TV show ain't great. But, yeah, the whole zombie, and also just being into zombies for this zombie, like, you go to, it seems like every goddamn comic book convention I've ever been to, there's always been one weirdo with a booth with, like, sexy zombies, and, Mm. like, it's always been, 
So, uh, yeah, I like, like going out of my way to have this podcast about Return of the Living Dead. Just to slag on <laughs> zombie film fans. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that's... it's it's. I like this movie. I'm not necessarily a huge fan of zombie films as a genre, even though two of my favorite zombie... Uh, two of my favorite horror films are Dawn of the Dead and, and Return of the Living Dead, but... Yeah, it's it's. So, what did you think about this movie? It was fine. Oh, okay, because that's the thing. This movie's more it's... of a comedy than as a war film. Yeah, it, I mean, I <laughs> like that. Really yeah, that. if you say so. I, I, I didn't think it was that <laughs> funny, but um, yeah, the, the the I feel like the lighthearted approach they kind of took to it. Well, not lighthearted, but you know, oh, no, it's, it's lighthearted. Um, it officially does not it, take itself seriously it, at all. It. It made it feel more down to earth than most zombie movies, where everything's just dire, dire. Boom. Yeah. They. Things yeah. Uh, what would you think of the characters? Uh. <laughs> Do you even <laughs> care about the characters or anything like that? Uh, uh. No, because uh, half of them didn't have any character. Yeah. What do you think like, so? The, like, yeah. The, I mean, they are just like generic like the punks. dude in the the dude in the suit. What was his character? The dude in the suit. Oh, you mean the guy who yeah. runs the uh, the medical company? No, the 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 wiener dude in the. Oh, suit. the wiener punker. That doesn't fit in with the other punks. What was his? But it's character? all just like he's just trying to have sex with the other lady. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or or the other lady with that the terrible hairdo. What was her character? I why well, in my mind I just the 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 punks all coagulate into one group. They're almost like one character, just comprised but of like. But they're not all punks. What is that? What is the blonde doing in that group? That's, this is one of the she things. doesn't belong. It's. It's. I've not watched. I've actually. I've seen this movie so many times that in the last couple of years, I've actually set aside this movie when going through all my Halloween movies that I love, love to watch every October. Uh, I've not watched this because I've kind of burned myself on it, uh, and burned myself out on it. I guess I should say. But it wasn't until this time that I've given myself a little bit distance of the film that I realized, yeah, why is that lady? Where? How did they ever end up becoming friends with this girl who's like? A member of the Get Along Gang, and they're a bunch of gremlins, and she's like, "Oh golly, oh gee, where's Freddy?" And they're all like mm-hmm. getting naked and trying to fuck each other, and she's like, "Oh Willikers, I broke a fingernail." <laughs> like, what the hell? I kind of like that that they never even tried to explain how they're friends or anything like that. It's just a weird character dynamic. Um, I, I mean, when I think of the characters in this movie, I think, like I said, I just think of the punk rockers just being just being one big amorphous punk rock blob. And then there's Freddy, there's... Oh, God, you know, I don't remember the characters' names. I just remember their faces and the actors who play them. It's Clue Gallagher as, I think it's Bert, the guy who runs the medical company. And then there's... Yeah. Um, it's Bert, Frank, Freddy, who's Frank. the older guy who is... Yeah, yeah. trying to break in uh, Freddy. Ernie. Yeah, and then there's Ernie, the guy who runs the... the the, the crematorium and that's it that's all the characters in the movie unless you want to consider like the the army general who blows everyone up at the end a character but um yeah this is uh you know i'm gonna try to do something interesting this time because i always say <laughs> as opposed to any other time <laughs> we're not i never try to do anything interesting for the podcast usually i save the trivia for the end of the podcast but we always end up talking mm-hmm. about the trivia during the show itself and so the trivia at the end of the podcast becomes redundant I figured I'd maybe this time I'll try to do the trivia at the top of the podcast just to give what we're going to talk about some context. Oh, sure. um, okay, so this started off as a sequel to Night of the Living Dead. Uh, George Romero, who was the guy who wrote and directed The Night of the Living Dead, which came out in like 1969, he had a fight with his co-writer and producer on that film, and so they decided to split the sequel rights to Night of the Living Dead. Uh, George Romero yeah. would get to make any sequels he wanted, but he would keep the like 
the dawn of or the day of. He could make any he could make any zombie movie he wanted, but it had to be called like that like yeah, we so he came up with like Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, but he couldn't use of the mm-hmm. Living Dead. This is completely arbitrary. Mm-hmm. Why Weird. they split this in half? But his uh, his partner John Russo, I think his name was, was allowed to make sequels. He again, he could make the sequels at whatever he wanted to, but he was only allowed to use of the Living Dead, and he couldn't use like a time of day for <laughs> for some. So yeah, John, George Romero kept the copyright to the time of day that the zombies would would attack. John Russo kept the copyright to the Living Dead part, and so which is totally weird way to split the sequel rights. And so John Russo, he just took his of the Living Dead copyright and decided to make a sequel that he was like, okay, uh, I want to make a sequel called Return of the Living Dead. He didn't have any idea for what he wanted it to be about. And so I guess he sold off the rights to another company. and A whole thing, eventually Dan O'Bannon, the guy who wrote uh, Alien, he got involved in the film and he decided, well, he wrote the script and I think they tried to get a couple uh, other directors to make the movie, including Toby Hooper, who directed Poltergeist and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. he That didn't work out for whatever reason, so uh, Dan O'Bannon, who was a writer, had never directed anything before. He stepped up uh, to direct this film. And he revamped the whole idea of the film. He decided to take it, uh, instead of making it a direct sequel to Night of the Living Dead, he wanted to turn it kind of into a parody sequel of the Night of the Living Dead to the point that, like, yeah, this movie starts off with one of the characters talking about Night of the Living Dead being a fictional film within the universe. But, in, but like, insinuating that Night of the Dead was inspired by true events, and this is this movie's the sequel to those true events. Which I always thought was kind yeah. of an interesting hook for a movie. Um, and in doing so, it's funny because he kind of reinvented what zombie movie zombies are. Because supposedly Return of the Living Dead is the first time it's ever mentioned in a zombie movie that zombies are specifically hungry for brains. Uh, mm-hmm. despite the movie kind of breaking pretty much every other zombie rule established by other movies and that these zombies could run and talk and are almost completely indestructible. Indestructible. Shut up. <laughs> Learn how to speak. And, um, that's the basics. That's, that's the basic setting for how and why this movie was made. Um, Dude, did you have any opinion about the zombies being kind of like kind of weird zombies, like like indestructible zombies and stuff like that? Was that any kind of a surprise or anything like that's, that? No, because I, I I didn't have known about the movie. I, I, oh, okay, that's I, I would I, 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 knew I, I thrust this movie upon you, and I had no idea how much you knew about this movie. But yeah, again, no, as a as a look kind of I'm, I'm I'm not yeah compared to you and like other people like you, I'm not a special effects nerd. I but I, I I have looked up a lot of special effects stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Looked at enough episode in episodes uh, <laughs> issues of Fangora uh, back in the day. Fangoria, please. Let's get the correct term. Whatever. <laughs> the, You're not uh, a real fan like, unless you read Gorzo. They burned the body, and I knew yeah. they burned the body, and the smoke went up. Yeah, there's a couple basic yeah zombies in this movie that like had you seen stuff about Tarman before the the main yeah. yeah. Um, which yeah. to me, I that's pretty much the king zombie for me in terms of talking about movie zombies. Well, it's funny that yeah. oh, I have one last bit of trivia uh, talking about the special effects. Uh, <laughs> the first zombie makeup guy on the film got fired uh, after his first attempts at building zombies, which were the dude in he his first two attempts at making zombies. He tried to make the warehouse zombie that they end up chopping the head off, the yellow zombie. Mm-hmm. Uh, his solution to that was to take a dude. In a, and put him in a trash bag and paint it yellow and try to put the trash bag over his shoulder so kind of pretend it was it was shoulders like over his head because obviously they can't just what? take a real guy and chop his head off 
And they showed pictures. I I have the the Blu-ray, the making of this, and they showed some pictures of this, this guy's first attempt at making that zombie. And it's obviously just a naked guy with yellow trash bags on his shoulders, just <laughs> pretending to be headless. And they're like, this, hmm. this could not work. And his second attempt at building a zombie was he made the skeleton. that It's the first zombie that wakes up in the in the graveyard after all the zombies start coming oh, up. Yeah. And it's the one that's obviously just got like a rod in its mouth and with the big eyes and the otherwise like empty skull. And yeah, because eyes are the last thing <laughs> to rot. And like, I love it. That, like the fucking... It's just, they they actually did bring that makeup guy to come up onto the onto the making of features for the Blu-ray, and he's just like, they didn't give me any money. What I made is exactly what what I quoted <laughs> them. And he, you know, that's that's whenever you, there's something that like uh, special features of a makeup guy who did a shit job. Yeah. That's always the excuse is they didn't give me any money. <laughs> the funny thing is, I found that guy's website last night while watching the the, the movie, and this guy has done nothing but terrible things. Uh, he, I, I guess he did some makeup for a lot of, like, really, like, D-list zombie movies and shit, like, back in the 80s, but it doesn't seem like he ever made anything that was actually really any good. And this guy does seem to be just legitimately terrible. I forgot the guy's... I shouldn't shit talking to him so badly, even if I knew the name, I wouldn't want to repeat it on the podcast. But, yeah. so, anyway, so it's one of those things where... They're like, okay, we gotta get. So I guess they hired just a bunch of other freelance makeup artists to come in and kind of randomly do different zombies on effects like that, depending on the scene. And so there was no one creature, uh, creature makeup guy on the movie. There was no, no like one Tom Savini. But yeah, just look at the original ideas for that headless zombie. Just fucking, just the kind of yellow trash bag. It just looked awful. And awesome. so anyway, so that's 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 the. Oh one. Oh, I didn't write this down, but this is one less. The special features, they're talking about this guy, the production designer named William Stout. And he's this old guy with frizzy hair, and he's wearing this mm-hmm. kerchief. He's wearing, like, a little ascot. Ooh, kerchief. And I'm like, this motherfucker seems familiar. Who is this piece of shit? And I, I'm sitting there watching the special features, and I'm like, this son of a bitch, I remember the name. I, he's the guy who did the production design on Masters of the Universe movie. That we just talked about that not that long ago. And one of my big bugaboos about that movie was the fact that that asshole was the guy who looked at all the He-Man toys and Castle Grayskull and shit and said, this looks stupid. I must must make it look better. And he's the guy who made He-Man look like shit in that movie. And so fuck that guy, even though I love his work in this movie. <laughs> he actually did a, he was actually a cartoonist, and he actually did a bunch of great, like, cartoon style, like, EC Comics style uh, production design drawings and illustrations for, like, designing all the zombies and stuff for this movie. Those things look great. His He-Man shit is terrible, but he did a good job on this thing. And so, yeah, William Stout, I feel a little bad for ever talking shit about you. Because it turns out you actually were responsible for some of the coolest things I like in a zombie movie ever. But still, you fucked up He-Man so bad. So bad. So bad. bad. He designed Gwildor. Fuck that guy. Oh, man. He's the guy who said, let's let's put a midget in a suit and put rubber bubblegum all over his face. And we'll call that a character. gravy. Ugh. Anyway, so that's that's oh, yeah. that's the, the kind of the, that's the context for the making of Return of the Living Dead. So how does mm. this movie start? Yeah, well, it starts with the events portrayed in this film are all true. Which again, the names are real names of real people <laughs> and real organizations. I said, can, yeah. Can you do that? <laughs> I guess this movie can't because this is the only movie. Actually, you know what? Fargo doesn't Fargo do the same thing? Yeah, but that is based off a true story. Is can you say this is a real? This is based <laughs> on real shit when it's completely <laughs> fictional. As we know, 
Louis, like Louis, Louisville, Kentucky was wiped off the map on July 4th, 1984. It's, it hasn't existed since, but yeah, I I guess if you're a low-budget horror movie, you can just flatly say that your zombie movie's a real thing. Uh, which, again, as a kid, as an 11-year-old, I'm like, what? Like that, <laughs> and so that like not that I ever really thought this movie was like a documentary or anything. Watching the rest of it, I'm like, why? How exactly? You like how can you? Is that legal? And that already sets kind of a weird tone for the rest of the movie. Anyway, mm-hmm. anyhow, um, you need a medical supply. <laughs> you need it. We got it. Great slogan. This place seems classy as fuck. Yeah. Why? Well, yeah, that's the whole setting. The EC Comics tone of it's not taking itself very seriously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, July third, nineteen eighty four. The scariest month of the year. <laughs> I mean, I guess not every movie's trying to become, like, a Halloween classic, but, like, yeah, I didn't... I, well, I mean, the movie is, like, a, the fact that the American military is a mess is kind of, like, a, a big part of the movie, so I guess it's... Well, I don't know. It's 5.30 Eastern. I have nothing to say some about chuckled, that. <laughs> some chuckle fuck dressed for his first day in medical supply in a shirt with no sleeve and suspenders. Because the 80s. It really is. It's like, the kids are all, like, the just the 80s personified in this movie. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. They load up a female skeleton with perfect teeth. Maybe a skeleton farming in. Yeah, I don't know. Everybody's got perfect teeth to get murdered there. Ooh, ooh, whatever. Yeah, this is another thing I only noticed because it's been a couple years since I watched the movie. They're talking about how they organize all the skeletons and they have to go to aisle this and row that. And they only have four skeletons in the whole place. It's not like there's a complicated <laughs> sorting yeah. process, a categorization process. Anyway, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, and uh, they. He, the, so it's Freddy and Frank. Frank, right? Yeah. Yeah. Freddy and Frank. You can say old Frank's dude, young the, dude. Yeah. Old dude and young dude. Yeah. He, oh, he's, he's showing him around his first day. Here's some split dogs. Rad. <laughs> Here's all these things that are going to come to life in five minutes. I do like the yeah, guy's freezer. speech uh, where he talks about how like, it, like there was like, a fucking treaty in India that makes it all its skeletons come. That's one of the things I did like about this movie as a kid. Like, the characters will randomly stop to give weird exposition about. Not even exposition exposition that's uh, important to the plot, but just like tell weird stories, which I always kind of like. Yeah. I wish more movies did that, mm-hmm. but anyway. Um, in a freezer, they walk in freezer, they got a dead body hanging from its ears. Again, one dead body. He's talking about the organization. Yeah. This is how this is where we put all of our dead bodies, this one dead I, guy. I wasn't paying attention. Why do they have this body? I, I, do they medi- say? Well, I guess some medical supply companies have corpses, I guess, to send to people. Yeah. I, yeah. It's comic book right. logic. You're not supposed to think about it too much. I mean, they have split dogs. I mean, well, it never occurred to me that the dogs that you would see at, like, at a, like, a fucking high school uh, science lab would actually just be real-life dogs just cut in half. Yeah, because they're not. <laughs> like when you, They're plastic. When you're in high school and you're in science class and someone's telling you, okay, like, they have that plastic model where, like, okay, this is where the intestines go. It's not like they're... Yeah, that's not like a freeze-dried person. Yeah. No. Anyway. But again, you don't get the cool scenes in this movie if they go by that logic. Oh, it's so cool. Um, so <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> now here's a group of 80s characters who love parties and dead. Yeah, they look, look like a group that would totally hang out together. <laughs> it's like a bunch of random action figures smashed together. Yeah, because it's mm-hmm. like stripper girl, other stripper girl. Yeah, there's the get along gang girl. There's black guy. You know, did you recognize who the black guy is? Uh, he no. played, was it Balrog? He played, he was one of the guys in Street Fighter 2. I think he's oh, Balrog. Yeah, okay. I, there's only so many black characters in Street Fighter. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Oh no, he would have been. Oh, DJ, right? that's what it is. Cause yeah, I'm trying. To, okay, yeah, exactly. Yeah, cause he's the smart. Ass. He, I think he's pretty much known for this and just True Fighter too. And even for the '80s, his hair is an oopsie. Oh, oh he's got the Jerry curl like crazy. Yeah, he's actually one of my Ooh. favorite characters in the movie. He's actually got like I like I love his personality. And looking at the special features, like the interviews, he's definitely like one of the funniest guys behind the scenes too. Mm. Yeah. So, uh. They're going to pick Freddy up. He always knows where there's a party going on. Really? Yeah, he seems like the type. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. So, uh, back at the medical supply place, uh, Freddy asked the older guy what's the strangest thing he's seen. And he said, he's seen some shit. That movie, Night of Living Dead, it was based off a real story. Hey, just like this movie is. Oh, yeah. No, 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 Anyway, some <laughs> dirt got infected. It's bad zombie dirt. It made bodies jump around. Oh, the orders got crossed. Did they ship the bodies there? They're in the basement right now. It's spoopy. Oh, no. Let's go check them out. Well, he gets a phone call from his wife. It makes Freddy jump. He gets scared. He's, he doesn't even notice the big old boobies hanging on the, in the photo yeah, on the I've wall. I've never noticed that until watching it right now as you mentioned that. Yeah. Wow, yeah, there's also the, there's some funny Easter eggs. There's like a fucking makeshift eye chart in the background that is actually not an actual eye chart. It's someone just wrote on a big piece of paper, Bert is a slave driving son of a bitch. But, you know, it's mm -hmm. look, done up to look like an eye chart, so the, there's big capital B and like little letters that get small. Anyway, shut up, Bill. I know you're fine. <laughs> this is your special movie. It's my It's your it's special It's my little day. teddy bear of a horror film, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's my movie, Tardy of the Party birthday. Uh-huh, so he gets a phone call from his wife's like, ah, I'll be home at some point, I don't know. He's, hey, he hangs up, hey, wanna go down and look at them dead bodies? He's a, he's a consummate professional. I love that this guy is a terrible, terrible person at his job, yeah. Mm -hmm. All it takes is one uh, random new hire to him to go like, let's go fuck shit up in the basement. Mm-hmm, and after, uh, on the way down, he's like, hey, watch the third step, it's a real bitch. Yeah. Uh, bodies have been down there for 14 years or something in tubes. <laughs> they got shipped there accidentally. I love you, dude. So did they? Did they give any reason why they never like called the army? No. And like, hey, we got this shit. It's just, I mean, it's just kind of suggested that they, they somehow. I guess it was an army fuck up that the the one of her bodies from this incident in Pittsburgh. Yay, Pittsburgh! I'm from Pittsburgh. Ooh, hometown pride. Uh, what for? What? They, I guess the yeah the army accidentally shipped the the all these bodies to this medical supply house, and for some reason the medical supply house never made mention of this mistake, and they've just been sitting on these uh, fucking uh, Easter eggs that, as they're called later on the film, for like the last fifteen years. So who the yeah? I don't know. Yeah, it makes. I I love that the movie never even tries to really just even explain that away. Other than uh, was it uh, Bert, the guy who freaks out later about how like he's just I guess he knows about the the zombies in the basement, but he just told everyone to stay away from them. Which is of yeah. course no wonder this is became a problem. That's your solution to this problem. You know that there's a bunch of zombies and canisters in the basement that don't even belong to you. What uh -huh. did you think was gonna happen? Yeah. Yeah. Who knows. I guess they didn't know so they were zombies. All they knew they were just corpses and canisters, but yeah. That moved around. That moved stuff. around, supposedly, but I guess they didn't realize. They did the, the cha cha. Yeah. <laughs> then the Macarena. Uh, so, uh, the, the older guy lifts up a lid to show the dead body inside behind some glass. It's, that seems like a poor design choice, but okay. Yeah. And uh, he's like, Freddy's like, the tubes don't leak, do they? He says, hell no, these things don't leak. They were built by the U.S. 
army engineers. He slaps the side of the barrel and it starts to leak all over right in their faces. And suddenly, the, oh no! Suddenly the soundtrack kicks in and the credit sequence mm-hmm. starts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I guess these canisters were just like very like tentatively welded together by the the Corps of Engineers. I guess. And yeah, suddenly, why would you want them to last? Yeah, and then you see that over the end uh, opening title, Return of the Living Dead, you see that the main zombie is melting inside that canister as, as the gas begins yeah. to leak out. Yeah, and I mean, and it's been farting in there for 14 years, apparently, just <laughs> gassing it so, up. yeah. You have to wonder how the army ever got that zombie into the can. If it's so like mm-hmm. it was, if it was always indestructible and everything like that, like they could do a prequel movie to this that would be almost as interesting as this. But like, how the hell? Yeah, I don't know. You know, so the uh, shit starts leaking out, gets sucked into the vents and out through the building, waking up the body in the freezer, which you was wiggling around, and the scene freezes randomly. That happens a lot Odd in this choice. movie, where suddenly things go slow motion or pauses for uh, the uh, dramatic effect. You know. Mm-hmm. And the military man, old military man, gets home. And he's like, what's for dinner? And his wife says, oh, it's your favorite lamb chops. And he's like, I had it for lunch. The guy's like well, such okay, a weird asshole. asshole. <laughs> you, you get it twice then, Also, base. at the Pentagon, base. are they really serving lamb chops for lunch at the fucking commissary at the Pentagon? I love and that. If, this is it's obviously... not really his favorite if he goes, I don't want to eat something. What? What is that? If I lo- if I have nachos for lunch and somebody's like, hey, you want nachos for dinner? I know it's your favorite. I'm not going to be like, I had nachos for lunch. I'll be like, fuck yeah, more nachos. Fucking no, yeah, I'm not going to complain about more nachos <laughs> in my life. I love this seems to be shot like at the, like maybe at the producer's mansion or something like that. Because it's just like a home set and he's just got like a, like a fucking like curio cabinet filled with like, electronic equipment. Mm-hmm. I should tell him what you. This is your job. To oh, talk no, you're about fine. Are you sad? I just always you, thought you, that, like, this you, army general. You're the expert. I always thought this army general in his house was just really weird. Like, the character's so arch. And you actually really don't even need to cut away to this character, but they just want to show how much of an asshole he is. Yeah. I get. Well, I. I. I well, anyway, the guy, like, he starts. He, he, he talks to his wife and he says, I know I've ta- we've talked about this a million times, but he essentially just gives exposition. Like, of course you know that, like, I have to be around all the time to watch this equipment in case we ever get a call about the mystery zombie bodies that we lost 15 years ago. If they ever get discovered, mm-hmm. I have to be here monitoring this equipment. So we can take care of the situation if they're ever found again. Yeah. Yeah. She hates the electronic equipment and almost as much as they hate each other. I don't know why he needs the electronic equipment, especially if he's alerted to this by a phone call. What's the electronic yeah, equipment supposed to be doing? But yeah. 80s stuff. 80s stuff. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, this guy, he's, he, to me, has always felt like Bill and Ted's dad. In Bill and Ted's Excellent mm. Adventure. The guy who's always trying to send his yeah. son off to military school. But anyway. Yeah. So the preppy punk game is dri- gang is driving around 7.30 p.m. And the owner of the car is a real 80s movie punk stereotype. Yeah, it's suicide. He's this, like, eight-foot-tall guy with an X carved into his hair. And he's got a yeah. chain dangling from between his lip and his ear. And, like, he's he's just... He's the original edgelord. Yeah, he's sitting there... He's, he's bitching about how... Uh, Everyone else only wants to hang out with him whenever he needs the he's ride. Also, and... Yeah, he's also a very special snowflake. <laughs> and like someone you guys hurt my feelings all the time. I <laughs> love what a fucking mess this punk gang is. It's great. I love. <laughs> again, I don't know if this is any good to anyone else who's watching this for the first time now, but growing up as a kid, I was like, oh man, these guys are awesome. 
in the most not, not in an <laughs> aspirational way, but I loved how characteristic no. they are. Like they're such cartoons mm. of themselves, anyway. Yeah, where not a single one of them feels like they should be hanging out with any of the no. other No, like you've got this lady. I love the one lady who's just like she's got like mascara drawn on her face and she's got this terrible red wig. What are those designs supposed to be? It's, it looks like she was trying to put on eyeliner during an earthquake because it's not like anything drawn. It's just random. Like she was putting on her eyeliner and then just zigzagged all over the side of her face and that's it. And so I guess they're, yeah, they're showing up, they want to pick up Freddy, but for whatever reason, they've shown up like three hours too, too early to pick up Freddy, and so they're bored, they don't have enough gas to go anywhere else, so they're just gonna, they realize that there's a giant cemetery next to the, the medical supply company, and I love there's a moment where, is it Trash? That's her name, is the, the, the stripper lady, she's all like, oh good, let's go there, and so they break into the, the cemetery, and it's actually, I did, I don't know if this is a set they built, or if this is an actual cemetery they found, but it's obviously... Uh, it, uh, no, it's the cemetery from the story of Rikio. <laughs> it's... But I do love... It's got, you like... don't know if it's a real cemetery. You know, Just look well, at I it. I know, obviously, all the tombstones and everything are fake. But I do love it's actual... Like, they must have shot this... This obviously isn't just L.A. There's actual, like, willow trees and stuff, and then this movie's supposed to take place in Louisville, Kentucky. And I do like the fact that it actually looks like a southern... I like a cartoon version of a southern cemetery, but just the fact that it's got willow trees there. I like willow trees. They're atmospheric. Mm. Eh, oh, shut up, Bill. <laughs> no, you're fine. I'm talking about the willow son. trees and Eternal Living Dead, for Christ's sake. I you... feel so bad I've browbeaten you into this podcast, Daniel. <laughs> I'm the one that suggested the I know, podcast. but still. Anyway, Eternal um, Living Dead. So... It, yeah, he's got. I, we need to talk about his super edgy uh, spray paint on his car that he wrote on there. Like, who cares? Suicide. Don't ask. My way. He's so cool. That's what I think because this is a hard R-rated horror movie. They could have had edgier shit written on the car, but no. It's like again, it's like something out of EC Comics, where the the worst things that these punk rockers could think to draw on their own cars. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> it's like, oh wow, you're blowing my mind, there, punk rockers. Anyway, mm -hmm. yeah, and this is all while they're actually listening to music by like the cramps and shit like that. A lot of people rave about how this music, this movie, was really kind of forward thinking with all the actual, like uh, the song, the music and songs from actual punk bands that like everyone seems to agree are actual pretty good punk bands and not just like you know some kind of fake synth shit that the mm -hmm. producers thought sounded punk. Anyway, anyhow, in a medical supply place, the body's gone. It must have evaporated. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. And I guess, I mean, even then, though, like, you really look at how small that can is and how small that window is, it doesn't make any more sense that the thing would have crawled out. Because that's like, yeah. a, that's like a, sh like, it's like the size of a lunchbox uh, that without window, so, yeah, whatever. But, yeah. yeah. The old man, he pukes, and then they go upstairs. Everything stinks, you know, so they spray some Lysol. He pukes exactly right underneath the, 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 the weak uh, step in the stairwell, which made yeah. me think that like later on, when, when fucking Get Along Gang falls into that later, not only did she fall while being attacked by Tarman, she probably got some of this old dude's barf on him. Heck yeah! Just throw that out there. Heck yeah! <laughs> anyway. They hear some dog barking. It's, oh, one of the half-dogs is alive! This is this is yeah, and even in the eighties, I think those things were plastic. But oh okay. yeah, this is this is the first moment in the movie I think that really sold me when I was first watching this as a kid. I was like, oh my god, oh my god, what the fuck? 
Just the mm. fact that you end up beating this fucking half dog to death with a fucking cane. And the dog mm -hmm. is yipping? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my god, it's terrible. There is a brief moment. It's obviously they just took some, like, cut out butterflies and, like, just yeah. blew a fan on them to kind of make it look like their wings are. I like that little touch. They never call attention to it in the movie, but it's just something that's happening in the foreground while all this dog shit's going on. Do those butterflies need to eat brains, too? <sighs> I and if they have to eat brains, do they have to eat the brains of people or just eat the brains of other butterflies? That's a good question. I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to have questions about brains later. Oh, yeah. So, okay, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, We're not turning the party uh, if we don't have random questions about dumb shit, yeah. And that, oh, it's not dumb shit. It's just logic shit. <laughs> so, um, got, the body in the freezer's having a terrible time. He's yelling and screaming and freaking out, so they lock it in there. And they can't call the cops, because this place is all kinds of illegal shit, and they can't call the army number on the side of the crates, because... <laughs> you just... And it's the vague hand wave. You don't want the army around here. Like, what do they have here that's so dangerous? <laughs> they yeah, can't call any of the authorities. Yeah. Yeah, so they'll call the boss. That's the ticket. And then... Fred Frank goes in there, composes himself. I, like as like, I do like when he Frank. he like takes a drink of water and he's like patting himself down. And it's funny because both guys are a wreck. Like Frank likes is, is just his shirt is almost mostly just armpit sweat at this point. But I love that he like <laughs> takes the time to like smooth his hair before getting on the phone with uh, his boss. Uh, mm -hmm. What a dumb movie. Uh, they got a little problem. Yeah. In the graveyard, it's now nighttime. Oh, here we go. You Redhead chick asks the last guy again. Yeah. if if she ever if he ever fantasizes about being killed. He's like, no, and that that's why I was like, what are her face things supposed to be? It's stupid. I kind of looks like maybe like broken glass. Like she's supposed to be like a shattered doll or something. Like I'm looking at it now, job, and it just really again, it really looks like she just had a stroke while putting on her makeup. Like it's mm. not punk rock. It just looks like <laughs> she has problems. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she's like, the worst way for me would be surrounded by a bunch of old men who start biting me and eat me alive. It doesn't seem like she dislikes that idea all that much. Yeah, no, it's just this, yeah. First, they would tear off my clothes. She's just boobies. <laughs> she pulls them out. I do love in the making of features, the black guy's talking about, like, he's like, what? They're like, what's your favorite film to see? And he's like, oh, the one lady took off her clothes. Like, oh, her titties come out. They're like perfect little pyramids. And I was like, it's funny seeing this guy 30 years after the fact, like, getting all horny about her, her tits in this movie. But yeah. I've seen her boobies before. Oh, no, no. What happened? She's in Night of the Demons, and she also pulls out her boobies in that. She is known. It's Leanna Quigley. She's She was one of the ladies. If there was a naked lady in her horror movie in the 1980s, there's a 50 for 50 chance that it's probably this actress. Because I guess she mm. was just known for just showing up and saying, you need titties on a horror movie? I'm your lady. <laughs> Although, yeah. not, if you need titties, not necessarily if you need vagina. As we're about mm. to find out in the... <laughs> well, what? she climbs up on a... Uh, this is the uh, most frightening, uh, weirdest thing that happens in this movie, is this scene. A tomb pulls off all her clothes and is missing that stereotypical 80s bush. She got nothing down there going on. Maybe you didn't uh, look closer, but it's not that she's missing the bush. She has nothing. There's mm -hmm. a whole thing about how originally she was just supposed to be naked. And the producers got mm -hmm. upset because they were like, no, we can't, like... 
what was it? The, it's the 80s. There's no nudity. It's the weird fucking thing. Because I think they wanted to have her dance. But for some reason, the producer got upset because he didn't want pubic hair in the movie. And so the director had her shave and come back and start dancing. And then the director got upset because now without her pubic hair, you could see her cunt lips. And so they're like, okay, what are we going to do? So they sent her to the makeup people who then crafted like a fucking Barbie doll crotch piece. So she has nothing. If you really go back and look, there's nothing there. And that's how that she's sporting nothing for the whole rest of the film. And I remember seeing this for the first time as a kid. 11 years old, thinking, oh, titties. Mm, burr, burr. And then I see, like, she's got nothing. I was like, she a monster, too? Like, I thought this was the first time that she was going to turn out she's a demon. Because she has, even 11-year-old Billy Mudrin knew that, like, ladies have things between their legs. It's not just a smooth nothing. <laughs> Where are her testicles? And it's so weird. But uh, this scene literally only lasts for, like, 10 seconds. But, like... It's, yeah, she did, yeah, it's, uh, oh, you're watching, <laughs> watching it in HD now, it's even more long, because I, this is more noticeable to me, because I have, like, a 50-inch TV, and I sit 10 inches away from it, so, yeah, just mm -hmm. watching it now, it's just like, I, I, I kind of, I, I, I get, I gotta give this lady props, because she had this makeup crotch thing put on, and, like, just having someone glue something to your taint that must go all the way up to her butthole, like, it, why well, did they yeah, just they, put her... Because they come very close to show it off her She's in this a, They have a reverse shot where her fucking punim is hanging down. You can see it from behind, but still made up. So, presume, like, why did they just let, let her dance in a G-string for all this effort? They could have just... Kept, it's just so weird, but... Yeah, this is probably the most notorious moment in the whole film. Oh, the funny thing, too, is the first time I, when I family rented this movie, because my parents did not give a shit about what I watched as a kid... Uh, we started watching this movie all as a family, and this scene came on, and my <laughs> parents did turn it off when there's like when it became, like there's gonna be titties, and yeah, Aww. they st if they had only known, I, it's funny because I then snuck down later on that night, got the tape, and what, finished watching it by myself while no one else is around. Hell yeah, you did. But yeah, if they had only known that like the the it was only gonna be titties and that she was gonna have a vagina to be seen, we would have been okay. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, but it's also lit enough that you're like, maybe she's got a super in Oh, so that's the thing. It's you hard got, to especially tell. Especially back in the day. Yeah, especially on VHS. But, yeah. Anyway. Anyway, I think we've talked long enough about this <laughs> naked, that, naked body. And that, half the special features are about that, too. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Okay, so where's my place? Okay, so... <laughs> so, um, they call for light to see her body better. And uh, they just run around with with flares yeah. because that's what that's how everybody all punks have she flares. She dances the silly song about I slept with the devil. It was no big thrill. I gotta mm -hmm. make love to the night. It's so yes. stupid. So inside, Bert's upset about the whole dead body situation. Yeah. And I know he's gonna be sued by Dow Chemicals and arrested by the Army. He's gonna wind up very famous, but maybe they can destroy the evidence. <laughs> the evidence so, in France. The evidence. Are you familiar so, at all with this actor, the the guy who played Bertha, the boss man? Uh, he's familiar, but I don't think uh, his so. His name is Clue Gallagher. He, for some reason, he's just kind of a joke that his name popped up every once in a while in Mystery Science Theater 3000. Uh, he's mm -hmm. just an actor. He's just a character performer. Uh, actually, he's pretty much on the same tier as the guy playing Frank, the other older dude. Where they were just like L.A. guys who were just on a bazillion different B-movies and stuff back in the day. Um, but anyway, I just thought that there. Just because, like, yeah, for some reason, Clue Gallagher was just a punchline on Mystery Science Theater mm. 3000 for a while. But yeah. 
So they're gonna let that dead dude out of the freezer and then beat him on the head with a pickaxe. That's the plan. Because you gotta destroy yeah. the brain in the movies. And uh, they eventually let him out. He screams brains and runs straight at Bert. Uh, but they wrestle on the ground. They manage to get him off. Drive the pickaxe into his naked yellow body or head. Oh, actually, I fucking love that when they pin the zombie's head to the floor. With the pickaxe, mm. and it's just, I love it, like, the zombie's just screaming into the floor, the guys are standing on top of him, trying to keep him from getting back up, and they're all just screaming, because the zombie's obviously not dying. And th there yeah. is a great long shot where, like, it's just the guys, everyone in the situation is just screaming in horror, because no one knows what to do next. Right? <laughs> Which, again, as a kid, I was like, oh my god, what the fuck is going on here? Because, like, well, and that's the thing, up until this point, all zombie movies, they were taking cues from the original Night of the Living Dead, where, yeah, if you just destroy the brain, that's it. This is the first time I ever saw a zombie movie movie where like okay what the fuck do you do when that doesn't work and that's one of the famous lines that comes out of the film is right before they let the zombie out and the, the i think freddy says to frank like what you think like you think the movie lied about like the zombies like the, how the brains work and stuff like that but it's just like yeah i love the fact they like un they're undermining in this what was started off as a sequel to night of the living dead they're undermining everything that night of the living dead built in terms of zombie lore and i that was that was cool these are fucked up zombies yeah. Is it fucked up zombies, even yeah. though I zombies in this are either horribly, horribly rotted or they're super, super fresh. Yeah. And even no some, in between. Again, watching this in the HD on like a 50 inch HD Ultra HD TV screen, uh, some of the zombie people in the horde later are obviously just normal people just slathered in mud. They didn't even try to put yeah, makeup I, on them; like they're just people. Also, at the same time, I, I. To me, that's kind of better than just zombies are blue people. Yeah, which that's Dawn of the Dead. His whole thing is they just put yeah. oatmeal blue makeup uh, poster paint on everybody. Yeah, which the special effects of that are good. I don't know why they just went, hey, spray him blue. Yeah. Anyhow, oh man, I'm noticing um, there's a couple shots of the dude with like the yellow garbage bags that survived in the film, like as as the he now headless. Also, I'm you, I'm actually jump, jumping the gun against. So Bert decides to get a bone saw and cut off the zombie's head. Yep. Yeah, and he does that, and um, that head, the body starts running around. Well, it gets up, yeah, now that's no longer pinned, it starts running around tearing down all the, the fucking aisles of medical equipment, and yeah, watching this now, there's one or two shots where it's mostly obscured by all the, the medical stuff that you can actually see, it's like, it's just a dude in a yellow garbage bag. <laughs> but, nice. Yeah, glad to see some of that guy, yeah. the makeup guy's work made it into the finished film. They tie it up. Bert figures they gotta take it across the street to the, the mortuary where he can get his buddy Ernie to burn it. He's known that guy for 25 years, so he might go along with it. They don't got a choice at this point. Yeah. It's 916 outside of the graveyard, and she's still naked. She's gonna be naked for a long time. Oh yeah, she's like, and oh yeah, she's just walking around, and I like one of the other ladies is like, oh, are you cold or something? Like, the, the, one of the other ladies gets get snotty with her, and I thought it was always kind of funny. Mm-hmm. And the big dumb guy, I thought his name was Spooky, not Suicide. Well, they call but, him Spooky, uh, but I don't think they ever... Oh, do they? they well, they, they they call him Spooky. He even c complains. This is the oh, scene okay. where it's like, you guys call me Spooky. I thought I misheard it. Uh, but I yeah. think his character's actual name is Suicide. I don't know if they ever actually mentioned him that his name is Suicide, though. But yeah, you would mm. think his name is Spooky. They, he's complaining because nobody thinks he's a hip, cool daddy-o. Oh, you think it's a fucking think, costume? It's a way of life. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I do think that's a costume. <laughs> it's a guy who's a cartoon character, yeah. Nothing looks more like a costume than what he's wearing in that movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the, the naked lady's all grinding on him, and he's like, show some respect for the dead, and shoves her away. 
movie. I love this movie. Anyway. So one of the other girls sees Freddy carrying a body with some other dudes in the distance and yeah, and this is. She's like, is that Freddy? And the Dweebo guy who looks like he's out of a Duran Duran music <laughs> video is like, nah, that ain't Freddy. Why would he be doing that over there? I again, two characters you have no idea how they're hanging out together because, no. and what in the, the again in the special features they interview everyone uh, from the movie and. Uh, those actors are pretty much just those characters. Uh, that girl, she was a stripper that the director found and just really thought she was hot. Uh, and he, originally, she was supposed to play the naked lady, but she didn't want to be naked all the time because she already made her money just from being naked all the time, so she just wanted to be one of the clothed ladies. And that nerdy guy is just a nerdy guy. He, even today, he still has that floppy hair and is just kind of a nerdy guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, like they weren't really acting, you know. Also, yeah. this that that scene is just connective tissue because later on they need to know they only run to the 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 funeral home because that girl has seen that Freddy has gone there, which explains why they end up at the funeral home later. So that's the only reason for that scene existing. Yeah, it's connective tissue. Connective tissue. So um, speaking of which, so Ernie's working in there. He's a guy in a red outfit. He's doing his embalming stuff with a dead body. This guy looks like Doc hey, Brown's what brother. What happened to that dead body? Uh, it fell down or something. Well, I know, I guess the bodies, when they die, like, you just, like, it's this fat guy. With the... No, no, no. Wait, what? I mean, I don't mean how he died. I mean, where'd it go? That's a good point, because... Shouldn't they have attacked them at some point? Presumably he's got a locker room, too, that I guess is locked up enough they didn't, that, that, that didn't have to become a plot point later. Yeah. Which, mm. yeah. Um, I do love Ernie... Uh, he's this really the character actor, the guy playing him is, is plays him kind of. It is almost kind of like a Doc Brown kind of goggle-eyed kind of weirdo. Um, and this is something that I've never understood why they've done this. But the character's name, uh, Ernie Colton Browner, I guess he was that 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 that's the name of an actual Nazi from back in the day from World War II. And uh, Ernie, his character is supposed to be canonically within the film an escaped Hitler youth. Uh, he, the idea is that, like, when he was, like, a teenager, he was actually one of the Hitler youth, and he escaped to America, hmm. and if you look in the background of his embalming place, he's got that, all this Nazi shit explain, hanging up. That explains his thick German accent. <laughs> Which, I, yes, I, what, I don't know why they went this route, because it's never, and, like, even, like, he's listening to headphones while he's breaking out the rigor mortis in this corpse, and he's listening to, like, Nazi war chants and shit like that. And even though you later we see in his office, he's got like pictures of like Ava Brown and all this weird like. It's not like he has giant swastikas hanging up, but if you look at the smaller details, it's all Germanic weird World War Two shit. And he's even got like a German Luger gun later and stuff. And I and it, I, the movie's not trying to suggest that he's like an evil Nazi who's trying to hurt people. He's a good guy. He just kind of grew up in Germany, escaped from there during World War Two, I guess. Just the weirdest mm. background details. Like I said, the movie never calls attention to it, but ah, what a weird movie. Anyway, yeah, yeah, he's breaking so, out the rigor mortis, and this is one of the other things I like in this movie, where the movie randomly takes time to explain something that doesn't seem to be attached to the plot. Is all is him explaining to Bert how rigor mortis works and how uh, funeral service, uh, funeral home stuff, only gets uh, passed down through word of mouth. And I think that was kind of just an interesting peek into being a, a fucking mortuary guy. But anyway, shot Bill. Yeah. So. uh... He comes in and is like, hey, can we, you got to do a favor for us? Because um, we got all these we weasels and squirming garbage bags. Rabid weasels. Yeah. And they're rabid. And uh, we want you to burn them for us. And he's like, nah, that'd be cruel, burning <laughs> them alive. Yeah, I love her. And he's just like, that's cruel. Yeah. 
Yeah, let me shoot him at least. You think he'd be down with shoving stuff into an oven, but no, he's like, no. Like, yeah, he pulls out his Luger. He's like, yeah, let me take him to the parking lot and I'll shoot him. And they're like, no, nah, that's not going to work. And yeah, So after making him pinky swear he won't tell anyone, they show him an arm and it, it, it grabs his leg and somehow does a clean tear up that outside of his pants. Yeah, because... It almost looks like somebody cut, took a pair of scissors and cut him. <laughs> and that's, yeah, it's... Well, and that does lead to something, like, later when he finally decides to capitulate and actually decide to burn the rabid weasels, quote-unquote. Like, there's a weird moment where the movie suddenly stops to show Ernie Clayton cutting off the, porn, uh, the torn pant leg before he suddenly yeah. kind of goes... Okay, let's do let's fix your problem. Which I thought was just kind of again as a kid, I think it's a weird pacing thing, but it's not a mistake. It's this movie taking its weird time to let a uh, character actor just do a little, little weird little bit of character business, which I always thought was kind of cool. Okay. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Bert says they have a long story to tell him. The outside dweeb guy tries to hook up with the bad hair girl. She don't want Skunkhead. it. Skunk head. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, suicide walks by and she's like, Lo, look, everyone's favorite friend. He's like, oh, man, my fall. Oh, yeah, our favorite friend, yours and mine. Well, fuck you, ball, fuck you, ball buster. Yeah. yeah. None of these people he's, like he's, each other. Why are they hanging no. out? Who knows? So the preppy girl learns it's close to 10 and she goes to wait for Freddy outside the medical building. She rings the bell yeah. by the office. There's a cool no moment where he, uh, she asks uh, the black guy, uh, I think his name is Spider, like what time it is. And the guy pulls yeah. out a little pocket watch and taps on it with a, with a stick. I kind of like, there's the, that guy seems genial enough. They, they seem to be like, that black guy is the only seems to be in the character with among the crew that actually seems to get along with everyone else. Cause he's just kind of like a cool hang back guy. Whereas, I don't know, anyway. But yeah, anyway, she, go, she goes to wander off to go check out the, the supply warehouse. Yep. And in the mortuary, Ernie says he's gonna need a big fucking favor for this to go through. And then he spends a couple minutes cutting exactly the legs there. off his pants. Yeah, okay. and this, I feel bad for... Yeah, okay, yeah. No, you're fine. But he, and it's he says, like five let, minutes let's later. Let's take care of your problem. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. So they throw everything in and burn it all up. And the smoke billows out to the outside nighttime and uh, makes a storm happen. Suddenly a montage happens, yeah. <laughs> Pinky goes inside the medical place to get out of the rain and the other dorks run to the car and get in it. The rain soaks into the ground and manages to go down like six feet in a matter of seconds. I guess so. Dripping this is, on the dead bodies. Well, I mean, it's not like. It, I guess, yeah, movie. As, every time it rains in any cemetery, all the corpses get totally soaked, I guess, according to this movie. Which, mm -hmm. I, it's, you know, it's comic book logic. You're not supposed to be, supposed to be thinking yeah. about that much. But I do like, yeah, the, 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 the punks try to hide in the car, but they're suddenly, like, they actually punch a hole in the roof and everyone starts getting soaked and trash the naked girls complaining about how it's like acid rain burning her skin and everyone's freaking out. And, mm. Yeah, it's a mess. And now, this message. dark of the night, something strange is going on. You see that movie, Night of the Living Dead? Sure. They ship those bodies. Well, say hello. The dead. Risen from the grave. Mister, there's a hundred of those things out there. How many did you say? A hundred. And now the question is, how do we get them back? 
into the ground. Bert, Frank, we have a little problem. Four left, ten right. Ah! Because technically, you're not alive. Why do you eat people? Not people. Brains. Ah! How do you kill something that's already dead? Well, how do I know, Fred? I don't know. Let me think. It's not a bad question, Bert. In that movie, they destroyed the brain to kill him. Is that what they did? The brains, right. Brains. is nervous. Usual crap. The police are confused. Send more cops. It worked in the movie! Well, it ain't working now, Bert. In the movie line? It's not a bad question, Bert. It's not a bad question, Bert. It's not a bad question, Bert. Do you the return of the living dead. So the body's all burned up, but oh no, Frank and Freddy don't feel so good. They got some tummy issues and they look like fried hell. <laughs> tummy issues? They got the tum tum rumble. Oh yeah, even Frank Bert runs... like he has to throw up again, so he runs back into the like the the, the mortuary room and oh he vomits violently outside. I love his face it... barfing acting. <laughs> yeah, and he calls nine one one and gets some paramedics to come be murdered by zombies <laughs> by telling them some fools have been poisoned. Yeah. And then uh, punk shitty car won't start, but someone hears something. They don't know what it is, but it must be something. What happened? And uh, it must be this undercranked camera shot by of something moving through the graveyard. Yeah, it's really weird. That I guess they didn't get the whatever shot they actually needed, so they just took like random B roll and slowed it down. So it's like this weird atmospheric, yeah, slowed down stop motion kind of like blurry footage of like the f uh, the cemetery that looks like the cameraman's drunk and wandering through the cemetery while like terrible like synth sounds of like moaning happen it's one of the things that i think is objectively kind of almost a mistake in the movie where it felt like they didn't get the footage and they had to cobble something together in the editing room to kind of suggest something that they forgot to actually film which would have been mm -hmm. like you know the actual cameraman walking through the cemetery but like yeah it's 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 weird but yeah yeah so um let's see uh so Tina's walking around, looking for Freddy. She finds his hat, goes down to the basement. That third step is a real bitch. It squeaks. It creaks. Yeah. She goes all the way down, but she smells the fart gas. She says, like, <laughs> nah, I'm good. I'm out of here. But, oh, shit, it's a goopy guy. A goopy guy, He's yes. All, I guess there's goopy. a big curtain in the basement all of a sudden. And she pulls back the curtain. It's Goopy Guy, which I guess the... Well, yeah, even to the credits, they call him Tar Man. And he's the yeah. guy... This is the zombie that was in the canister that leaked and started this whole fiasco. And what do you think about Tar Man? Before uh, I start gushing moved, about Tar Man. 
He moves all right. I feel like they could have gotten a skinnier guy to do it, so he looks more skeletony. Yeah. But that's just me being a, a overly picky about it. But he, uh, he good. Um, they got yeah. It's it's actually one of the yeah. It's it's a mime from it's, the Henson it's, Company. It's, they actually got to... yeah. It's one of the things. One of the well, I was gonna say one of the things, but the one thing I liked about the Silent Hill movie is they got like all dancers to do oh, yeah? the monsters, so they all move really uniquely, okay. and I feel like that's something that you could do with zombies—just get people who know how to move in weird ways. Instead, everyone it. just gets their cousins and uncles and puts yeah blue poster paint on them and says, "Just go," uh, and yeah. Well, and then they intentionally designed this is the one zombie where they intentionally designed like, okay, what what if he's actually like got rotting muscles and so he doesn't walk, can't move symmetrically and so and they actually even designed his costume so like there's like he's like hip they were bones. like should we all the zombies move i know what if he had a zombie nah. where all the zombies were this cool that'd be terrifying but yeah i do like his costume design where like he's got like a giant hip bone sticking out and so like it's if you really look at it it's obviously just like rubber bones on top of this dude's body but the way they like what they didn't just expose his actual <laughs> exactly they just made so they just starved an actor for a year um but like i like the fact the idea it's i guess it's like his his flesh is kind of melted into his his clothing and it's all turned into this like rotting tar stuff and that he's kind of dripping and i yeah the fact that like he's just got these bones jutting out of like his hip joints and everything like that really adds to the sensation that this is an actual like rotting thing that's just shambling and the way he's like his head's lolling around it's 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 pro it's it's pretty much the best zombie i've ever seen in a zombie movie and it's still, mm. I, to me, even more effective than half the CGI zombies out there. It's just, it's just really great, and I love like the fact that he's got those two big bulging eyes, and his tongue is lolling around, and it's pretty good. Tarman's a pretty good zombie. Yeah, he's alright. chasing Tina. Would by chasing, yeah. he just chases her into like a closet. Well, she goes up the stairs, falls through oh, the, that's third, right. the third step. Presumably, he falls into Bert's up, barf. Then, yep, she falls into his barf, then runs into a locker, and. <laughs> And uh, uses a pipe to hold it closed. Yeah. Yep. And while this is going and, on, the um, punk rockers have uh, abandoned their car and have gone to the, the medical supply warehouse. And they hear Tina screaming, and so they know to go in the basement to see what the hell's going on. And mm -hmm. when they get down there, uh, they see uh, the, the, the fucking tar man's using a winch. He's actually, the, the zombie using tools is never a good thing. Uh, it's yeah. using a winch to try to rip off the doors to get at Tina, and... Yeah, turns around and attacks a uh, suicide and munches his brain. Yep, bites him in the head. And so... You're going to go into the physiology of how you bite into someone's head? Well, there's that aspect, but also... Like, trying like, to bite into a fucking basketball. Like, how do you even do that? Yeah. yeah. Like, suicide's head gets bitten open, and somebody else's head gets bitten open later in the movie. Yeah. And that's all it takes to kill them, even though it just looks like a little bit of a, uh, a wound on their and head. And people have been shot and stabbed I mean, in the head gets before. Bit they pretty well, but yeah, that yeah. I, I guess you don't want to deal with the gruesome fact that like being bitten in the brain wouldn't be an automatic death, and that person would still be writhing around screaming for probably even hours before they died from bleeding. Yeah. But yeah, I, that's the instant. It, it's funny thing because on horror movies, you think you could take more advantage of the fact that people don't die instantly from injuries like that. But no, hey, yeah, they just want that instant kill meter to go up, but they don't care about the after effects. Apropos of nothing, just because I thought it was this movie, yeah. but I got it confused with another movie. What's the zombie movie where the lady gets her eye pulled into the sliver? 
Oh, that's a zombie. Uh, that's that's. Oh, this is the Italian zombie. I can't movie. remember if it's zombie way as Z O M B I. I can't even speak. M B I. Yeah, M B I. I think that's the same yeah, one where okay. a zombie fights a shark, and it's. I think you're right. I heard people yeah. raving about that movie. <laughs> I mean, we could do that for Tardy Parties, uh, sometime. But like my friends and I back in the day, we had our own Tardy the Party thing where we we're like, okay, we've heard about this movie for so fucking long. It's the movie with the yeah, the lady with the sliver in the eye. We watched it, and we we're like, aside from the lady in the sliver in her eye. In her eye and the part where the zombie fights a shark it's nothing it's a whole bunch of bullshit yeah, yeah. it's not very gotcha. good I, but yeah okay. So. okay so um which that that was also the the italians try to pretend that was a sequel to dawn of the dead too and that's no fuck those guys yeah anyway. so suicide yeah like you said suicide pulls a curtain back gets head bitten and the zombombo says brains <laughs> and then he fit yeah he finishes that meal really quick. Really? He just takes and... one of the one and he looks up at the guys and he says, oh, more brains. And that's why he starts yeah, chasing just, after hey, him. Yeah. Hey, finish your meal, <laughs> greedy on. Gus. Well, he got no belly. He's, whatever he eats just falls out of his gut. So, like, he can never be satisfied. He doesn't know no yeah. better. Yeah. So EMT show up. Look at these two sick fools. They're showing all the symptoms of being dead as hell. <laughs> they're acting like people in a high school play. With they're, they're like fake shivering. Like, oh, I'm so sick. Yeah. Yeah. Don't they say something like, "Hey, I've got no pulse on his on my stethoscope." Yeah. Or his blood <laughs> so pressure's like wrong well, on my stethoscope. These paramedics are obviously like from the lighting crew or something. Like they're just like people who are just part of the crew of the movie. Are just like, I'm a doctor. I'm do- yeah. I'm here to do the doctor thing on you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they so, start taking uh, notes because the one guy starts taking the temperature of the one guy and the other guy starts taking the temperature of the other guy. Yeah, and the guy's like, hey, I, I need to look at your stuff. Uh, we need to compare notes. And they're like, and they, yeah, and they have to tell Bert and Ernie, Bert and Frank, Freddie well, fucker. Well, a little bit. That's in the next yeah. scene. So the, the dead bodies, the actually the dorks board up the doors. Oh, back return, in the supply decide, warehouse. Yeah, yeah, decide to run back to the cemetery. That's an interesting choice. Dead bodies swarm out of the ground. Well, they, they don't know just... yet that the zombies are all over the place. They just, uh, for all yeah, they know, that like no. there's like this, this, this. But the brain w- is burning you. Why would you run back out into the burning rain? <sighs> yeah, and especially because it's not like you can go to the. Well, I guess they do realize. I think this is the scene where Tina points out that like they saw Freddy go into another building, so they're gonna try to go mm. there. I guess. So it's not so much that they're just running to the cemetery, but they're running through the cemetery to get to the uh, funeral home, I guess. Well, dead bodies swarm out of the ground, and they all just say, hey, scatter. (laughs) They scatter in separate directions. Interesting choice. Uh, Hey, the redhead gets eaten by, like, ten guys. Oh, that's poetic justice. Yeah, Um, that's what she wants. She doesn't seem to like it as much as she said she would. she seems very sad about this all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, Not very consistent, this film. Uh, It's also the thing where, like, the first zombie out of the ground is just the skeleton, and that's when they break up, was when they see the skeleton with the rod in its mouth show up with, like, the eyeballs (laughs) go, that's when they decide to run. Yeah, uh, trash gets eaten. Mm-hmm. Quote unquote, because later on we see that nothing has changed yeah. except she's now got Frankenstein face. She doesn't yeah, seem to be a, mm. like she just put on a Halloween mask and now, but she's now she's naked and also with the zombies. Yeah, yeah. And this is oh yeah. There's <laughs> I'm watching it now. There's one lady crawling out of a grave who they did not put any makeup on. It's just that her hair is filled with mud and her hair is hanging down mm-hmm. her face. But it's also just like a secretary, like a like yeah. just like this, someone they just uh, yeah. Anyway. So the two sick dudes get told they're basically dead, but still alive. Yeah. Then 
Some of the dork squad bang on the front door, shouting about the undead outside, hundreds of them. And Ernie's acting his ass off when he's talking to him. His eyes are bugging out in ten directions. <laughs> he's sweating. He's got a, they, yeah, I love Ernie. He's great. The EMTs go outside for reasons. They hear people screaming. Then they get eaten by muddy zombies. Yeah. Oh, oh no. no, Uncle Happel. Oh, no. The two dorks uh, running the medical supply place, two of the dorks, the, the horny guy and the girl with the terrible hair... Try to call the cops, but a zombie burst through the windows, screaming something about dialing down the middle f to save money. I don't know. Wait, is that a reference to like an 80s commercial? <laughs> 1-800-C-A-L-L-A-T-T. <laughs> okay, yeah. Call collect. Um, so, the other three dorks talk about how there's hundreds of people coming out of the ground, and they all gotta get the fuck out of there. Also, Freddy looks like shit now. And, uh... But when Ernie goes outside to check out the car, he sees a mostly limbless zombie eating one of the EMT's brains. Yeah, they obviously got like, a, like a limbless dwarf to suddenly play the zombie who's just like, yeah, eating one of the... Yeah, it's it's weird. It sprints after him on its stubs, but he gets back inside and closes the shutters and... I do that like, all autopsy rooms have. Like metal, like military-grade shutters. I'm glad to see that Ernie was like prepared for something like this, I guess. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. So, um... This must be a mortuary in the bad part of town, because he's also got metal bars all over the chapel windows later. Yeah, Bert tells him what's happening in the movie so far, and why these fools are all living dead. Yeah, this but is essentially oh no, all, the, grass... all the characters are essentially just catching up with each other and on the plot, yeah. so yeah. Some glass broke elsewhere, so they gotta go slap some zombie arms with rubber tools. <laughs> Wait, Dad! You'd be, you'd be <laughs> nice to this, to this zombie movie that didn't have much money, and... Oh, 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 oh yeah, like... <laughs> I mean, there is, gets there's a, a bit where they do to like cho actually chop off an arm zombie arm, which I thought was oh, actually kind of nice. I, I didn't notice. Yeah, that. but it's obviously like with so, like a like a like a rubber axe, so it's it's, it's actually yeah. kind of impressive that you're able to use a rubber axe to chop off a rubber arm. But yeah, yeah, one one gets a hold of the guy you forget is in the movie all, all the time. It's Scuzz, everyone's favorite character, the one guy who really didn't yeah. do anything until this moment. Yeah, he just get, gets mm -hmm. dragged through the window. Well, not just he gets his head pulled out, and get bit. And, well, his contribution is that when he gets bit, he gets bit in the head by, like, a zombie lady who... who hey, so, she's half a torso. Yeah. Was was one of the other zombies, like, holding her up? <laughs> well, no, what happens is that, like... <laughs> like, here, Trisha, you get treat. <laughs> so, the, so, the fucking uh, Mohawk guy, he when he's, as he's getting his brains chomped on, he falls back into the building Br yeah. bringing us uh, the zombie lady halfway through and then Bert takes an axe and chops her in half oh, that's okay. it's it's it, it, unless you're really paying attention to yeah it's not exactly clear because otherwise it is like how did she get up like to fighting height if she was just half a zombie but yeah he cuts her in half with an axe and but now yeah. that they've got this half lady zombie writhing around on the floor next to the guy whose head she she, she just chomped on mm-hmm so they decide to grab that torso so they can strap it to the embalming table. Just for and reasons? And get a gander at this goose. <laughs> yeah, they, they just want to do a little like podcast interview with her. And they're like, hey, baby, why you eat all these people? And and she's like, ah, we ain't eat people. We eat brains. Oh, good brains. It make pain go away because out her being dead. Ow. She can feel herself rotting. Yeah. Yeah, oh, it makes the pain go away. Talk about the scenes reasons. where Ernie's like acting his ass off. He's like interviewing with this lady, and he's just like getting up in her face, and his eyes are getting extra buggy. And he's like, "Oh, yeah." 
Yep. So they wonder how to kill all these things. But can't decide. Maybe they burn them? I don't know. That worked so well the last time. Christ, yeah. And also, the naked girl's coming back and she bites on a homeless man. And what? She looks very intact <laughs> for being eaten by like a dozen zombies. And then when she eats the guy, suddenly her face gets distended and like she gets like super monster mouth for a moment. And it's all very silly. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. uh, to credit to the production designer, William Stout, who I, like I said, talk shit because he fucked up the He Man movie. Uh, his original sketches for her was she's supposed to be uh, just her, essentially her normal self, but her face had been eaten off. So she just had a like, skeleton face, which I guess yeah, the, her the zombies didn't eat her brain. No, well that's her head's I, yeah, but for how for whatever reason that that got translated by the makeup department into she's just wearing like a giant rubber monster mask now, but mm -hmm. not like it's like her head has suddenly decomposed. It's not like her face has been eaten off. It's just suddenly now she it's it's like she took a, a drink from the wrong grail at the end of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, but her uh, rotting only stopped halfway through, so instead of turning to dust, now she's just like zombie from the neck up. It just doesn't make any sense, and it's not very... For, like, a character that could have been really cool that I think they fucked it up. Like, the execution is just a mess in this movie, yeah. I yeah. agree with you! Good! At least that so, poor naked lady had to be in the rain for all this for a zombie effect that didn't work out. It's kind of a bummer. Yep. They finally decide that maybe having these dead guys slowly turning into zombies isn't so great to be around. Yeah. <laughs> so they take him to a chapel where the dumb preppy goes like, I'm not gonna leave him. I, I'm me very smart. He eat my brain. <laughs> It'd be nice to see So, and why? <laughs> she's just, she's, she's, she's an idiot. a well-meaning idiot. Yeah. So cops show up to the area. What a whole oh, car this is with after, two dudes in it. This is oh, this we skipped over the one thing where one of the zombies had gotten on the horn after they oh. got the eat the yeah, paramedics. He's like, send down. more paramedics. Oh yeah, and so that's yep. why more paramedics. Are, and this also happens later with the cops, where one of the zombies gets on the horn and is like, send more cops. Yeah, and that's yeah. one. Of, that's one of the other famous things within horror circles of the fact that the zombies can not only speak, but they're doing shit like this. Yeah. Yeah. So they just look around. Well, the cops start looking around like a couple of preschoolers <laughs> yeah, playing like, pretend. What couple? And they see the brains coming out of the EMT, because even though all these zombies want is to eat brains, they're very wasteful and don't eat all the brains. Well, they can pick it up. They don't mind eating some floor dirt with their brains after they're Yeah, but the back brains up. should be all gone by now. Also, again, this is one of, of my zombies. biggest pet peeves with zombie movies, especially when it's all about eating the brains. How does... How do you eat someone's... How do you bite into someone's skull? Like I said, it's like biting into a basketball. Even if you have superhuman strength, what this movie does suggest, they do point out that the zombies aren't supposed to be any stronger than actual human beings like how do you bite mm -hmm. like even if you could like get through like even if you're biting into I an can't apple, bite through bone. Bite through like there's like 50 that, that's not the point of a zombie movie i get that but if you're really gonna sit down and think about the technicalities of like it doesn't make any sense eat the flesh i could see like biting someone's butt off but yeah oh yeah if zombies were like we don't eat <laughs> we brain eat we eat we eat ass. <laughs> well, that's what that is the poster. A eating ass make pain go away. <laughs> well, most people will just say it. Most, most, most people will agree to that anyway, but yeah. <laughs> you don't have to be dead for that. And anymore. everybody's like, oh, okay, well, you can be my ass. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just, don't eat, just don't bite, but yeah, go ahead. You can chill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also, how do zombies with no teeth eat? Well, exactly. Well, especially if you're a zombie, like, you're going to have, like, your de dental health. Gotta get a straw. Yeah, great. Yeah, fucking... Oh, anyway. <laughs> Anyhow, um, and also, why don't zombies eat each other's brains? I mean, if that's really, 
I guess within the making of features, they were talking about the logic behind them eating, the sudden change in these these zombies suddenly wanting to eat brains rather than human flesh, is the idea that, like, human brains are filled with uh, pain-killing endorphins, and that's what's supposed to be, like, that's why the brains... It's actually the endorphins that the zombies are after more than the brains themselves. But, like, yeah, that that doesn't make any sense, and I guess maybe if you're dead, like, your brain's decomposed. Well, that, like, even, like... But the eyes decompose, too. Not if you're a skeleton, though. Your eyes stay in place. But you still need a rod in your mouth to make your jaw open so you can go, what? It's party time in the cemetery. (laughs) Yeah, nothing about this makes sense for you. What are you talking about? about? What are you talking about? So they say, similar cops, and the cops say, no arguing with that. Let's send more. Hey, zombie monsters calling for more cops. Sounds very official. Yeah. Yeah. So Freddy's all screaming and foaming and finally turns, and he's like, hey, I want to eat your brains now, girl. I do and like she's the moment. Like, you zombies always <laughs> interested in women's brains. It's all you care I, about, and I did it. I, the easiest joke. I did I it. I do love the moment. He does briefly die in her arms, and she doesn't seem to realize, and he instantly comes back to life. And I do like where mm. he's like, so only one thing can make me feel better. And then she's like, what? And he's like, eating your ass. <laughs> they no, chase her around yum, the yum, chapel. Yum, yum. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh my god. So he loves to eat uh, <laughs> I just love the idea of a zombie movie where zombies oh, love to eat pussy from hey. behind. <laughs> also, did you know have you since you've seen this a billion times, did you notice when the cops get jumped by all the zombies, yeah. what are the ones that jump directly on the ca- cop closest to the cameras? Its pants are just split wide <laughs> open. <laughs> oh no! Because <laughs> like you know you're in the middle of that take and you don't want to ruin this take with all these zombie people running around and stuff. But like, yeah, how do you get to, like, guys? My butt fell apart in the middle of the show. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. terrible. I never even noticed that. Oh, oh. So uh, she's screaming. How could she have seen this coming? There's I no know, possible way. I know, this is completely without warning all these things have happened The, the, the dudes come in, even though they're like, you know we're going to lock you in there and fuck you. Is that the deal they struck? Fuck you over, right? She, didn't she say she wanted to be locked in there knowing that like they were going to yeah. turn? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Fucking but idiots. But they come in and they splash acid, acid in his face that they had been talking yeah, about Yeah, I guess Ernie had just gone to get get the acid, and I guess he only has one jar. I'm sorry, I'm watching the zombies, yeah. the zombies attack the cops. <laughs> It's, okay, so the cop, he gets tackled by a couple guys, falls to the left of the corner of the screen, and then when he uh-huh. falls down the gut, zombies' pants just explode. <laughs> 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 oh That's terrible! I mean, he was a corpse, his pants, the threads are gonna rot a little bit. But yeah, there's yeah. gonna be some clothing technicalities to some uh, costume malfunctions, but yeah. Oh my god. Yep. Anyway. Anyhow, but yeah, Tina's fucked. Uh, She's an idiot. Yeah, well, they well, splash ash in his face, so now he's blind, and in the commotion, Frank manages to juke his way out of the <laughs> room and get away. he just randomly, while everyone's fighting, he just kind of, I, I don't know if they've said, I, I don't think he's supposed to be dead yet, but he's still conscious no. enough that he's like, I got the hell out of here. Um, yeah. I guess the, him escaping, originally the idea was that he was going to end up one of the zombies out in the rain with everyone else, but he was like, man, I'm a 65-year-old mm. man. I don't. I want this job, but I don't <laughs> want to be out in the rain. Can we just figure out something else to do with this character? So he was the one who came up with the whole idea of what he does in just a bit. But mm. yeah. Uh, so um, they escape back to the balling room, and Ernie slaps Spider to get him to calm down, but uh-oh, they hear a noise and go check it out. Apple. And Freddy's... Freddy's trying to burst out of the room by bashing the top of the door open, so they cover the bottom of the door with a bench. <laughs> Could they 
thinking, gang? What are you gonna do? And and Ernie trips over nothing and hurts his ankle. Oh yeah, it's that... the most random. Just like yeah, oh my foot hurt now for no reason. Yeah, he doesn't even pretend to twist it or nothing. He just I falls over and is like, oh like my ankle drops like the that, pew that, on his foot. Gotta carry me now. I'd watch this last night just to see exactly what happens, and it does seem to be like I something about like yeah, he kicks the pew that spider drops or something like that. But it's just mm. he's just standing there, and then suddenly he's like, oh my foot's broken. Yeah. Yep. So they pick him up, take him to the embalming room. I guess his foot is just straight up broke now. Yeah. Sure. They put like so they put some they, like put some like uh, some fluff under a sock to kind of make his leg look swollen. But he's obviously they, they just put like an extra sock on his foot. It's very silly. They gotta make a run for the cop car because the keys aren't in the ignition's running. Mm-hmm. And um, Freddy flails around all blind as shit in the halls. He's got a bunch and... of bubble gum on his eyes now. It looks terrible. Yeah. yeah. And all these zombies should be blind because their eyes should have been rotted. Whatever. Exactly. Whatever. I mean, that's the yeah, 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 yeah. So Spider and Frank go outside and fight off hundreds and hundreds of zombies to get to the cop car. And uh, they try to drive to the front door, but aren't able to get there because hundreds of zombies climb on the car. Who uh, they see are pretty instantly swarmed, and they do try to make it. Yeah. They, 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 they try to drive up to the doors of the, the crematorium, but they are so instantly swamped that well, even Spider's like, "What the fuck are you doing? We can't get out of here!" And 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 fucking Clue Gallagher's all like, "No, they're going to overturn the car. We got to get the hell out of here." And even yeah. as then as they're doing that, Tina and Ernie are watching from inside, and like Tina's like, "Oh my God, why are they leaving?" Even I again, I love the character actor's performance where he's obviously upset, and he realizes he's, he has to explain to her like, "There's there's no way they could have gotten up here. They're, they're gonna send help. Yeah. I know that man." But he's all acting like he's hyperventilating because he's freaked out because he realizes that they are fucked now, and so yeah, yeah I feel bad for those guys. Yep, and not uh, so bad for Tina. For <laughs> Tina deserves for everything. some reason. Yeah. For some reason, he doesn't, like, there's groups of zombies on the road, and he's like, I can't drive through them with this police car. That would just be rude. That's just, just awful. Just plow through yeah, them. Yeah, so he kind of backs and up and just backwards. decides he's just going to park in the uh, fucking, in the, the he literally traveled about 30 feet, and now they're suddenly in the parking lot of the, the medical supply warehouse. Yeah, and they run inside there. Uh, they don't even park. They crash into the wall, so it yeah. explodes in five minutes. Yeah, that's what it is. Yep. Yep, and, Wiping uh, out all the other cars in the parking lot so they no one has any way to get out again. Okay. Yep. And Freddy's still stumbling, bumbling, yelling around. As I need your brains, Tina. Yeah. A, a crawl space above to hide in there. And uh, oh, Bert goes to the furnace. At the end of the movie. Kisses his wedding ring and boins himself up. He wins the zombie game. I did like that. Yay. Even as a kid, I was like, oh, that's sad. Because you rarely see a zombie kind of like have this kind of self self uh, awareness. And it is, uh-huh. you know, the whole, thing, especially the wedding ring, is kind of a sad thing because you know, I, I, I guess that leads into like the fact that he had a couple conversation with his wife earlier in the film, and it's just kind of like sad. Yeah. And especially, it is kind of fucked up to think about burning yourself alive to escape becoming a zombie. Like shit, man. Yeah. I, 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 I sometimes think about like how rough it would be to like shoot yourself in the head to escape a situation like this, much less like willfully throwing yourself into a thousand Kelvin furnace. But yeah. Yeah. So, police show up and get eaten very promptly, and the helicopter's like, hey, you guys knock that off and get out of here. Uh, I guess this is actually, like, it's like militarized police. It's like, this is the actual, like, yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's, I don't think it's the army, but, like, the police are actually now in force trying to, uh, stop shit from spreading. Yeah, so, Is this uh, when, like, like, they, they, like, the, the zombies, like, swarm the, the police, too? Like, is it, like, 
trash yeah. is like taking out police officers and shit, yeah. No, no, that's a little, a little bit, bit later. later. Okay. So, yeah. So they dorks want to know, let the police know that they're in there. They're, they're still good. Uh, but the phone in the office was torn out by a zombie, and there's a zombie in there, and there's one in the basement that's all slimy and ugly. Frank don't care. He'll knock its ding-dang block off. Oh, I forgot off. about this, yeah. If Freddy is taunting Tina, say, I'll go smell your brains. Yeah, he's... She's wailing and screaming, and Ernie should be like, hey, shut up. <laughs> yeah, he... And also, hey, Frank is, like, banging and wants to get up in the crawl space trying to get up there. He... How does he... He blind. He didn't... How could he have seen the ladder? He how says he, he know can that? smell the brains. He does say that. I yeah, can but smell still, your there's, there's no way he should... No, the crawl space well, opening is also right there. Also, he's never going to get enough leverage to... Well, I guess he does, because you do see the, they're literally the last moments just bursting well, through things. that's because Ernie, somebody took the board away that was holding the door closed. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, well, but yeah. Also, like, he chops off... He accidentally knocks off one of his hands, so that would make it even harder for him to punch through the, uh, the, the, the crawl space door, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. But. Anyhow, um... Ernie's thinking about maybe shooting her. <laughs> sure. Yeah, he's got her uh, in his lap. He's got the Luger out, and he's ready to pop her the moment uh, Freddy comes through. Yeah, I don't understand the logic behind that, but... Well, the idea that, like, better that than getting eaten, get eaten alive by a zombie. Yeah. So, um... Ba but back of the in warehouse. The building, yeah, back of the warehouse. Frank is true to his word and knocks Tarman's ding old blind block off. Which is actually they a really good effect. I don't know how they did that because, mm. like, his Tarman's head does go flying and it's a full body effect. It's not like a puppet or anything like that. And it doesn't look like uh, just, like, fake shoulders put on a real human being. It's actually a real human being, but I don't know where they hid the head for that stunt, but it's really good. Mm. But yeah. They, they run down to the basement and use the phone to call the police, saying they're trapped, and uh, this shit is like rabies or whatever, but it works fast. Yeah. Is this but also... the cop he's talking to... Oh, okay. Yes? No, well, well, then they also call the, 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 the army number, but... Well, in a second, because uh, the cop he's talking to is all, Hi, what's that in That's the distance? Because they have is. a roadblock. Okay, yeah. And, uh, he's, he's, he gets chomped on by zombies. Yeah, for some reason, when, all eaten. when, when, when Bert calls the cops, he's routed to the cop who's, like, like, uh, two blocks away. He doesn't, like, get sent yeah. to the dispatch center. He's talking to this cop who is just about to get attacked. That's, that's when the cops get attacked by trash and all the other zombies. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and for some reason, they make the, the, the redhead look like Pettywise the clown that's when he bites, she bites the cop. So stupid. It looks legitimately <laughs> silly but not in the kind of silly way this movie's going for but it just looks like well i guess that was a decision that didn't quite work out and they didn't have time to refilm it or anything like that because it just looks dumb uh one cop does yeah. get his head ripped off which always cracks me up though but yeah it's mm. yeah. so um cops no good so frank calls the army number on the side of the tank and the military man has a one-side conversation with Frank being like, uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> He's when? literally yeah, in bed. Uh -huh, and he got uh -huh. all this military equipment. It just, he didn't need it. He All he needed to do was get waked up at 3 o'clock in the morning with a phone call. And he's just, yeah. He writes, he yep. jots down some information. Yep, goes to command center, reads a printout before he gets on the phone to call someone and let them know they found the Easter eggs. Oh, but that Easter eggs hatch. Oh, no. 
So Frank mentions to the group behind him that the army has a plan in place, and that plan's to blow everything <laughs> the fuck up, but he don't know that. Yeah, you get to see the army guys, so, like, the, the, there's, like, nuclear launch codes sent to some, uh, some, some kid who's manning, like, a fucking mortar shell thing out in, like, the fucking yeah. Colorado mountains. And it's funny, because when he gets the call, he's, already, he's reading, like, an EC comic book, which a couple characters are kind of reading EC comic books in mm. the background of some of these scenes, but, yeah, just, just movie highlighting, it's, it's... Uh, inspiration, but like, yeah, the, the kid punches a bunch of uh, codes into a nuclear launch thing, and that 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 sends yep. a missile. Which, oh yeah, yep. <clears throat> where's where's the? Oh no, I'm not gonna have. One. Oh no, oh no, Whoa. I was gonna so, have a prop so, for this. Okay, go ahead. <clears throat> Frank is like, hey, you hear that sound? <laughs> Kaboomzers! That's the end of the movie. Fra that's well, Frank. Freddy bursts into the oh, crawl space. Is, yeah. The scene freezes as he and as he a uh, word echoes. Tina, ah, ah, ah. Yeah. And Titties looks in the sky with her gross wrinkle neck. <laughs> and why? Why is her body still in perfect Alex! condition, but her neck looks like an old man's nutsack? Yeah, it should be like an iconic image from the film, but it looks so stupid that no one cares about it. Yeah. You know? Yep. A bomb out explodes outside of a model city at 5:01 a.m. <laughs> It's so obviously it a model too. It's just—it's a bunch of shoe boxes with Christmas lights in it get, that get blown up. Super results, very optimal, close to it. It's placement, and a strange ADR type voice is like, "Shit, yeah, only four hundred dead, four thousand dead." I yeah. Mean. Don't stress about the fires. The rain will take care of that. While they show the exact same range footage from earlier in it the movie, feels... the same the same dumb skeleton comes out of the ground, opens its mouth, and do you want to pass? I love that. The last shot going into that end. song is great. That's that's one of the. But they used it earlier in the movie. Yeah, it feels like like maybe they had another idea for the movie that didn't work out, so they just cobbled this together with some ADR and whatever footage they had lying around because. Yeah, just something about... I, I love the idea that the ending is just everyone just dies. And not only dies, but they get nuked by their own, the fucking United States government. But the way it's executed and, is kind of... Yeah. yeah, and then they show scenes from the movie you just watched. <laughs> huh? And like, ending with the iconic too? Yeah. Ending with the iconic line, It's not a bad question, Bert. Yeah. Not, okay, well, the yeah, movie I lies? guess that's a thing you could yeah, do. Yeah, it's a weird, like, yeah, I don't know why they decided to choose that exchange as just... Well, I guess that it's supposed to be, like, meta, I guess, because they're talking about the movie lied, because you're watching a movie, and it's just kind of like, yeah, but... Yeah, so the ending is kind of a wet fart, the way it's executed. Um, and not just because, like like you said, the nuclear bomb, it's obviously just like a firecracker being thrown into a bunch of shoeboxes, but... Yeah, it just feels like maybe they had a different idea that didn't come together at the last minute, so they had to bash this together from, from whatever footage they had available or something. I don't know what happened. Maybe they just ran out of money. It could have been simple as that. Um, it is weird, though, because it's obviously like a nuclear bomb that goes off and blows up all of Louisville, but in the, the ADR, they only talk about it's only, quote-unquote, only 20 square blocks, which is it's actually, it's not that's not a whole city. That is just like five blocks by like four blocks. Of city and like four thousand people dead. That's that's a lot, but still, that's not the entire population of a town. So really, that's not that shouldn't have been like a nuclear grade blast like they show in the film. So even yeah. that doesn't quite square up with like, yeah what what we're seeing versus what we're being told doesn't quite match up. But yeah, that's Return of the Living Dead. It's fine. Yeah, that's I yeah I I, I don't expect too much of it from people who are just seeing it for the first time because it's one of those movies that whose reputation could definitely get overblown but 
Yeah, I'm glad yeah, but he didn't it's hate also it. nice to see a zombie that movie that doesn't take itself like super. Yeah, cool. that's especially these days where everything's trying to be, especially as a result of this, all this Walking Dead shit. Everyone's trying to be as dramatic as possible. Man, it's funny to see. I have the PlayStation View fake cable stuff and constantly seeing ads for The Walking Dead. And now that The Walking Dead is on its 10th season, now they're trying to co-opt the Marvel shit. Why they have these commercials where they're trying to make it look like the heroes on that are like Marvel characters where like the camera will zoom or zoom around the heroes while the zombies are, are closing in. Just like that iconic shot from uh, the first Avengers movie where the Avengers are all... The camera rolls around the Avengers while the Chitauri warriors are closing in. And like this big triumphant orchestral music trying to make everyone seem super heroic. And like, no, don't mm. try to turn The Walking Dead into a goddamn superhero thing it just 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 i know it's just yeah <laughs> yeah no i agree shit is tired and sweaty and you gotta fucking deal with it because there's not that much to do with a zombie story that never has an ending but yeah, yeah that's yeah I, I don't know if you ever wanted to watch a zombie movie again after this i don't know where to go I, I guess maybe i would recommend dawn of the dead just to see what a serious version of the same kind of story is but yeah, I think this is, yeah, this and Dawn of the Dead are the two How's best. the sequel, Bill? I heard the sequel's <sighs> aces. Fuck sakes. I loved this movie so much as a kid, I didn't realize they had already made, like, two or three other movies sequels. Not other, because I actually had seen this one, it was still relatively new, but I remember later finding out that they had made sequels to this, and they're fucking terrible. What's, it's even weirder, because, like, I think the guys who play uh, Frank and Freddy, the two guys working at the warehouse at the start of the film, they show up in the mm -hmm. second one as completely different characters, and mm -hmm. I don't think any of the sequels are actually have anything to do with the events or characters from this first film. They're just kind of sequels in name only. I know there's one that's, it's, it's, it's like, uh, it's like Return of the Living Dead 3, I think, that's all it is, it's like a Bride of Frank Frankenstein thing where this guy, his girlfriend dies. No, I think it's it's either his girlfriend or girl that he's crushing on dies. And he uses, like, kind of like the fart gas from this movie to bring her back to life. And But mm. she's a zombie, of course. But, like, she's a sexy zombie with, like, fucking spikes sticking out of her nipples or something like that. And it's, again, yeah. they're trying to do the sexy zombie thing, which is always weird to see people try to pull off. Especially horny, lonely guys who don't know shit about women, but it's just fucking yeah, Return of the Living Dead. It's a lasting legacy in cinema isn't that great just because all the sequels it's it's produced are just so fucking terrible. Well, and supposedly, yeah, the, the, the producer guy who was in charge of kickstarting the production of this film, the guy who used to be George Romero's partner, has, has... This is, like, the only thing he's made that's worthwhile, and that's almost by accident. Everything else he's ever tried to produce, including all the sequels to this, have all just been flat-out pure fucking garbage. And so you can see that the only real talent behind the Night of the Living Dead movies was George Romero, because this, this John Russo guy was a fucking hack. Anyway, but anyway, so... How's Reanimator? Never seen it. I have not. I've heard good things. I like the actor uh, Jeffrey Combs, who's in that. Uh, but I know him more through all the Star Trek stuff he's been in than anything else, but... Mm. I've always been tempted to see it just because... And I heard those sequels are actually pretty good. Like, there is, like, a Bride of Reanimator. Um, but mm -hmm. that's one of those things I should... Yeah, maybe we'll do that next year for Tardy the Party. I guess, technically, I could do it for net, for my next choice if I wanted. Because there's still one more slate. But, if you want. But I think we've already settled on what that's going to be, but... Yeah. So, next time, I have been flipping flopping. There's so many choices I could do. I don't know. Are you going to commit? Or are you going to wait? Nah. You know what? I'll commit to it, and uh, I'll try to watch it this week, because it's something I can watch with my son around. Oh. As whatever. It's a kid's movie. Oh, no. Um, but I've heard good things of the Hotel Transylvania. 
the first yeah. one. So I give that a watch. If it winds up being poopy, I'll say no. Nah. <laughs> I didn't think about that. So you're gonna decide to choose something else. I never thought about doing that before. Um, but yeah, that's that's yeah. Directed by Gendy Tarkovsky, the guy who did Dexter's Lab and uh, the original Clone Wars, Star Wars uh, show, the the hand Samurai animated one, Jack. Samurai Jack, and yeah, that, tons of stuff for. It kills movie. me that that guy. Even though he's made all these uh, fucking tra- Hotel Transylvania movies that have made a million dollars for, I think it's Sony, he still can't get anyone to give him the money he needs to make the Popeye movie that he's been talking about for for over a decade now. But anyway, Hotel... Yeah, it's almost like nobody gives a shit about Popeye. Oh, God, see, this means we're going to be doing an Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. <laughs> Which, hey, who, I've heard it's good, though. I can't go... Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I can't complain too much, because, again, I'm someone who I still have a soft spot in my heart for little Nicky, so I can't complain too much about Hotel Transhumanity, I guess. Oh, no, he's, I mean, he's done funny stuff. He just turned into a, a garbage, a garbage, yeah, garbage I, man. his stuff on Saturday Night Live, Opera Not Man. Not personally, his stuff. Uh, yeah. Opera Man, I still fucking love Opera Man on Saturday Night Live. Smith and Wesson. Yeah. Hallucination. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, now these old, tired, desperate guys still doing the same lazy shtick. That only works if you're like this fucking, if you're a garbage 22-year-old. When you're a garbage 52-year-old trying to do that same shtick, it's just sad. Oh, uh, anyway. Yeah. I tro- I watched well, I a bit of that. Pixels the other day. Oh, yeah. oofa doofa. They're trying real hard <laughs> to be Ghostbusters without trying real hard at all. Yeah, I can mm. see why that movie made yeah, about two, two bucks at the box office. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever get around to doing that. I mean, one. if we ever no do pixels, you. you know, we've completely run out of material. We've we've done all the rest of the the, the Chaplin <laughs> yeah. and Marx Brothers movies and Oopa Doopa. But okay, yeah. so we're halfway. We've watched every silent movie. <laughs> Literally every made. one. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, we're halfway through October. Yeah. Yay. Yeah, we do that. Yeah. Celebrations all we're around. Doing it. Oh yeah, man, I don't know what to do with thing. myself now that I've, I've 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 convinced you to do. The, wait, I chose the project, but like I got you. You did. I got it. you to talk about Return of the Living Dead. I, that's like a personal victory for me. You did it, and uh, I'm yeah. glad you didn't absolutely hate it. No, it's yeah. fine. And it's, like I said, it's one of those. It's a, I don't I don't particularly like grim dark uh, zombie movies, yeah. so this is. And yeah, like it's, like oh 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 yes, and this didn't do the thing that I hate more the most in all zombie movies and it seems like they all do hey hey what if man is the real monster Hmm? yeah Hmm? no yeah what if the humans are actually worse than the zombie huh i'm gonna blow your mind what if that was oh shut up wasn't shut up Every zombie movie does that. You're not thinking yeah, of anything new here, Every movie thinks it's the assholes. first one to point that out, too. That's kind of like, the, again, ah. with The Walking Dead. One little bit of The Walking Dead I've seen. I'm like, yeah, congratulations. Like, as, like as soon as 28 Days Later got re- like to the humans, I was like, ugh. Yeah, and that whole movie no. just turns into be a rape, rape-a-thon at the end. It's just like, oh my, oh, Jesus Fucking Christ. terrible. Yeah, which I actually yeah. did like 28 Days Later, but it was like, I can't to watch zombies. Yeah, it was fine, I don't want to yeah. see just a bunch of army dudes just just being like fucking monsters and chasing all the good guys. It's like, yeah, I get yeah, what it. If, what if humans were actually We bad? already know Shut that up. humans are bad. That's why I'm watching a goddamn fantasy monster movie. <laughs> at least, you know, I'll, I'll say this, at least Godzilla movies don't often... If anything, if anyone's controlling Godzilla, it's usually uh, fucking evil aliens and shit. They rarely turn around and be like, it's humanity's fault that Godzilla's trying to eat us. You know, at least, yeah. yeah. So. Ugh. Yeah. 
So that was the retarded love of dead. Yeah, it was it fine. Retarded, it's, it did its thing. Yep, it did its thing. Oh, it made man. Bill happy. Yeah. Yep. It, it, it let little Billy Mudrin see boobies. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Some nice titties too back in the day. Those look like they're real. What too. was your What were your major booby movies back when you were uh, a kid? Fast Times at Ridgemont High. That's a classic, of course. Even mm. though it's funny because like a lot of the big like seminal. Uh, titties and 80s movies. They're not like really big titties, too. They're just like normal human titties. Uh, like the Phoebe yeah. Kate's got like B cups at the most. Uh, there's this. Yeah. I'm trying to think of. Man! Am I really that stymied uh. for. I'm trying to think. I... Oh, man. So I'm going to be thinking about my, this for my, the rest of the my week. Earliest booby memory was uh, when Fox first started showing stuff. They didn't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> or, or the, you know, um, and uh, they showed Revenge of the Nerds. And that movie is awful, and it's garbage, and it's a horrible, horrible Man. movie. But how much? There's a lot of. Is there like a locker room scene? It's been a long time since I've seen Return of the Nerd, Revenge of the Nerds. There's, a, there's a scene where the nerds install video cameras into the, the sorority That's house what and just it is. watch okay, chicks yeah. walk around. See, I get that confused with Porky's too. And I'm yeah, trying to think of that's, any... That's the peeping. Oh, man, I'm trying to think of... Uh, there's uh, uh, National Lampoon's European Vacation. Uh, there's a German girl takes the, her top off. At the end of, uh, what is it, one of the guys that ch- yeah, she shows takes her boobs her... at the end? I'm trying to think of anything... Of the particular... That was PG. Uh, I'm trying to... Actually, just even nude scenes in general that, like... I've, if, if you'd stuck a gun in my head, I would have probably thought about Return of the Living Dead first. Just because that's so weird. Lethal Weapon. Is there a nude scene in Lethal Weapon? Yeah, it starts with that chick with her top open Man, at the, at the to... start of the movie. Uh, like, yeah, the chick in Crocodile Dundee, she goes skinny dipping and her ass is hanging out, but that's not tits. Yeah, I'm trying mm. to think. You know, the terrible, the awful thing was I was uh, checking out Tumblr the other day, and there was an animated gif of Haley Atwell, who plays Peggy Carter in the Marvel movies. I guess she was in a movie. She has a sex scene where her tits are hanging out, and that has so completely usurped all of their tits in my brain for the last couple days. It's hard for <laughs> me to think of other tits that aren't Haley Atwell's tits right now. I am up, I'm upset I haven't seen this, Bill. How I'll dare send you, you a gif. Like, she just... I'm like, <laughs> I was like, I was impressed. I'm like, that lady's got like, like legit, legitimate like udders. Like she's got big boobs. Oh, now that's. that's I mean, I mean that in the best possible way, where it's no longer just like, oh, that's a that's a lovely breast, but it's like you can get in there and mash that shit around and like. It's okay. We gotta move on. Oh this my topic. god! Yeah, I, the... I went down an alley. I was not prepared to die. <laughs> oh my in. god! I'm just saying. That's the thing. I didn't realize she had tits that big until you know. Anyway. Mm. Um. Mm. What the hell was I talking? We're talking about Return of the Living Dead, yeah, Tired of the yeah. Podcast.com. <laughs> Next week is a children's movie. <laughs> oh my god. So Next week is a cold shower. Oh yeah, my so, god. Uh, he's buttered on Twitter on the Grumpy Turtle Twitter. You know, there's a movie that's supposedly. Uh, fucking Eva Green's like naked throughout the whole thing. It was like her first movie. It's a French, French language movie called Dreams. Which I don't know. Mm. Maybe you don't care about Eva Green, but I found out about that recently and I'm like, oh shit. Who's that? What, Evergreen? She was uh, yeah. she was uh, the Bond girl in uh, Casino Royale. Oh Not man, if you don't know who Evergreen is, it's hard to explain who Evergreen is because she's only. Mm. It's not like she's super popular, but yeah, she was in the casino. She's the Bond girl. Well, if only I had the internet in front of me, I could just do an image search. She was Miss Peregrine's home for haunted children. Oh, perfect. Another she's Tim Burton's movie. muse right now. I, I, okay. I, I'm sure he's trying to fuck her so hard because she, she keeps on, he keeps on putting her in all of his movies these days. Um, oh, she's one of those ladies that's either looking attractive or like uh, <laughs> she's been crying for twelve hours. Well, that's kind of both. 
at the same time. Yeah, she's a haughty English brunette, so of course I've got a boner for her. But um, mm. but yeah, I guess her first movie was like 15 years ago. She's like just randomly naked throughout the whole goddamn thing. I was so like gen- genuinely surprised because she seems seems like such a classy lady. I'm surprised. I mean, she's done her share of nude scenes. Oh, you know what? Uh, fucking. Uh, fucking, uh, what's her face? Uh, fucking, uh, the lady from The Mummy, uh, Rachel Weiss. she falls into the river in The Mummy. It's not really naked titties, but, like, for a kid's movie, a PG-13 kid's movie, like, that's some, she's, like, in a white nighty in the middle of the dial, and it's like, hey, how you doing? How you, how doing? you doing? Okay, that's, I can't think of anything else right now. And this is killing me! That's fine, I tried to kill this conversation <laughs> a little bit ago, that's, that's alright. Fucking let that Anyhow. genie out of the bottle. I know, okay, it's now, my now it's time to party. Right. It's party time. We yeah, gotta go. So, yeah, we gotta go. It's next time it's, it might be Hotel Transylvania unless I can't, it stinks. Unless we'll it's see. totally terrible. Yeah. Like, it'd have to be pretty we'll bad see. for us not to do it. Yeah. So, until next time, keep filling around the whole pop culture. I, I don't know how to end it. It's Bill, this is your favorite movie. How would you end? You mean the movie lied? Echo, echo, echo. (laughs) It's not a bad question, Bert. 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 (laughs) That's it. That's how I'm gonna. Yeah. I didn't realize a Bert and Ernie in that movie. Yeah, that's some of IMDb's trivia. Hey, it's Bert and Ernie, but um, it's not actually named after them. It's just a coincidence. Well, it's not trivia, asshole. (laughs) At least a wonderful life gets away with it because it was made like 50 years before Sesame Street.